2: the to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 203 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live at the White Dragon Studio in Orlando, Florida, and Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, on July the 13th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. How do you feel now that the parks are, are reopened to the world? getting a little bit back to new normal right right folks we have two lifelong disney fanatics who have managed to keep magic of disney alive in our lives every day and we want to share that magic with you so pull up a chair gather the family or pop in your favorite set of headphones and let's experience the magic together pete kevin we've got an action-packed show this week uh walt disney world is reopened to the masses or you know to the to the 20 percent of the masses that are allowed to come in and um We've got a lot to talk about with that because I have a full report, uh, and we're going to be answering some listener questions. Uh, we are taking a break from the, um, Two Men in the Mouse World tour this week, uh, just because, you know, this is, this is news that we both kind of felt that the listeners want. Yeah, this is kind of big. Yeah. So, uh, next week we'll be moving on to Adventureland, but this week, uh, we've got a, we've got a lot to focus on. But before that, Before that, we've got to focus on the news, brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert, of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And folks, if you are going to Walt Disney World, consider uh, you know, reaching out to Dave Weikert. It costs you nothing. And, you know, travel agents have been without work for months now. So you know, it's a good way to to help out a industry that is definitely suffering in in these quote unquote in these unprecedented times. You know, you ever notice how like everything starts off, every commercial now starts with "in these unprecedented
0: times."
2: That's true, though. We did a whole podcast on that. Um, I, I, I I've been a frequent guest on this podcast called Codeless Radio. Okay, uh, and it's a content marketing and like writing podcast, and so. Yeah, we did a whole episode on crisis marketing, like how do you continue marketing in the midst of a crisis and what you should and shouldn't do. And the one thing we just kept joking about how everything says in these unprecedented times, you know, I just thought it that's was pretty funny. funny. I just thought it was funny. But anyway, in these unprecedented times, there's still lots of Disney news to get to. So let's get to it. Uh, the worldwide news. Magical Express has discontinued luggage service saw that. Yeah, so complimentary airport transportation from Magical Express uh, arriving and departing from Orlando International Airport continues to operate during this period. However, there have been modifications. Guests who choose to use Disney's Magical Express will be responsible for picking up any of their checked luggage from the airport's baggage claim area so that it can be loaded onto the motor coach to their Disney Resort Hotel. Your luggage will then travel with you to your Disney Resort Hotel. So before this, Disney got your luggage for you. Um, from the carousel, they loaded it up. It it typically got to your resort, what would you say, like a couple hours later?
1: It's typically within four hours. Yeah.
2: Uh, That's not happening anymore. So luggage assistance is still available at the front of the Disney Resort Hotel, which includes luggage storage and or transport to the room. So by storage, they mean if you get there, your room's not ready yet, you're gonna go hit the parks. You can leave your luggage there with them, and
1: right. Know. I traditionally get there way before my room's even ready. Absolutely, so most have to it. have a, a bell services available to check your bags. Otherwise, what would you do with them?
2: Right, because you take that really early flight in the morning, right? Like you want to maximize your first day yeah. so much that like you you want to get there like around the time the parks are opening.
1: I'm usually at my resort by like 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, if I'm flying, so, you know, your room isn't really ready for a couple hours. Right, right. So, the World Showcase isn't even open
2: when you, when you arrive. Like, so, I mean, you're getting a full park day out of that, which I think is, which I think is the way to go. Like, that's the way I always did it when I was going on trips. Yeah, I, I know no other way. By the way, I, I gotta tell you this. I don't think I've told you this yet. Next month, I'm doing something I have not done in probably eight years. I'm going on a Walt Disney World vacation. Oh, okay. I mean, a full blown stay at a resort, hit up the parks every day, time off from work, you know, ADRs made, um, you know, trip to Walt Disney World. Like, I'm, I'm doing a Disney vacation for the first time since I've moved here. Like, I've done, I've done little things. I've done like, like two, three, like two days or something like that. I just did. With the reopening, which we'll talk about later, but this is going to be a full-on... I believe it's it's four nights, five days, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Might be three nights, four great. days, but yeah, it's, it's in the middle of August, staying at uh, Old Key West. Okay. Which I've never stayed at before, so I'm looking forward to it. So, uh there you go. Uh, but anyway, resort airline check-in service is also unavailable at this time, and on-departure baggage will need to be loaded onto Magical Express for check-in at the airport. So... You know, Magical Express is still there. You can still use it to get to your Disney resort, but, you know, there are some minor alterations that have to be made. What do you think? Does that does that impact you at all or are you not stressed? Doesn't. About that?
1: I mean, honestly, I'm driving my next trip. Um Oh, right. The that, okay. The way that this is all shook out, honestly, it looks like I'm probably going to drive next year also. Really? Um Well, so, you know, being as how this trip is now going to be like a little wonky, no matter how you swing it, if we swing it, um, we're going to try and just replicate the trip we were going to have next year. So that week that I go often known as Jersey week is, um, is so crazy to fly out of this area. Uh, you know, prices for tickets so usually hover in the 750 per person range. I I can't ever justify that or afford it. So if we're going to try and replicate the same trip next year, I will be driving next year also.
2: Now with Jersey Week, that's typically because of the um the teacher's
1: convention in Atlantic city, right? Right. So it's a teacher's convention, in Atlantic city. It's also voting week. So a lot of the schools in New Jersey are used as voting centers. Yes. So they would never close this, uh, elementary school, but not that one. So they close all the schools in our town, uh, in most of the towns around here. So in yeah. turn, the kids end up, they, they used to give them that whole week of school off. They would have all five days off. Yeah, they now they do don't that do anymore? that anymore. No, no, they, well, it depends where you are, but where I am, they don't. They stopped a couple years ago. They now make them come into school Monday and Wednesday, which is useless because everyone uses this week to go somewhere. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a wacky week where like probably only half the kids are there. But do
2: you, so do you think I, that there's still going to be a Jersey week if there's no teachers conference?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Don't know. there's no
2: way that the teachers' convention is happening in Atlantic
1: City. Well, there's no way that's happening in person. It doesn't mean that it won't be happening virtually. okay, that makes sense. If I can have d c fandom, <clears throat> I can have a teacher's convention true, very,
2: very true, good point, good point, Peter Mandel. All right, so um moving along, mask guidelines have been updated in the wake of the park openings, okay. Specifically, neck gaiters and open chin triangle bandanas are no longer considered valid form of face covering when visiting a Disney park. Face covering, Yeah, so face coverings are required for all gas ages 2 and up, as we know, and cast members. All face coverings, whether they are disposable or reusable, must be made with at least two layers of breathable material, fully cover the nose and mouth and secure under the chin, fit snugly but comfortably against the side of the face, be secured with ties or ear loops and allow guests to remain hands-free at this time, based on guidelines from health authorities, neck gaiters and open chin triangle bandanas are not accessible face coverings and costume masks are also not considered appropriate and are prohibited from being worn in alignment with the existing rules of Walt Disney world.
1: The man can't wear my star Lord, uh, mask. No,
2: no, no, he cannot. Um, So my, the mask that I wear, is I have one of those, like, masks that has the filters in them. Right. So it, it I find that they breathe a lot better in the parks. We'll get into that more later. But, yeah, no bandanas, or I don't even know what a neck gaiter is. I have a neck gaiter. I have a cool Darth Vader one. Okay. Um Is it one of those things that's, like, it, it almost looks like a turtleneck collar, and you yeah, can Yeah, and you it can just up? pull it up. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, so you're not bringing that to the parks.
1: I wouldn't want to. Though. Listen, I love them. It's cool looking. I wear it in the shop all the time because I can pull it up, pull it down. I feel like those but are I imagine. I feel like those are probably hot. You know, not so much that. They do constantly kind of fall down. Okay. Right? Just because of the way that they're made, right? They're constantly kind of like falling off you. I couldn't imagine having to wear it for hours straight. You would literally be fixing it every three minutes. Right. Right. Okay.
2: Annual pass holders are seeing some changes made to the reservation system. Annual pass holders staying at select Disney resorts or other select hotels with valid theme park admission are now eligible to make theme park reservations for each day of their stay. And now in addition all annual pass holders are eligible to make theme park reservations for up to 3 days at a time on a rolling basis. So once you use a theme park reservation you can make another reservation for a future date. So it used to be it, it used to be that the fast passes where like one you had to use your 3 before you could make an additional one. Right. But now like if you have 3 reservations spread out over 3 weeks after you use the first one you can make another one and if you're staying at a Disney resort uh you can you can make for the you can make Reservations for those days, regardless of whether or not you already have three selected. Right. Which is good for me, because staying at a Disney Resort next month, I have to make those park reservations.
1: I wondered how that was going to work when I first read that pass holders could do three days. I'm like, well... When I first went to do it, I couldn't,
2: because I already had three days booked, but I was right. like, but I have a resort reservation. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, you, you know, you're going to have to uh, cancel the, the three that you have if you want to make more. Uh, for your st- even though you have a resort reservation, but they're like. Uh, but the lady said to me, "Oh, but I but I'm sure that's changing soon. I've heard rumblings that it's changing soon, so I waited." Right. Um. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I mean,
1: let's let's say you let's say you canceled those three and you were going for five days. Could you still only make three? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I didn't try, but I mean, right. it's a moot I mean, right. point Good now. Uh, but so then I went to go make them again, and then I realized my annual pass actually expires. Two days before I'm set to go uh, for my resort stay, so I have to re-up my annual pass before I can make the reservations. Got it. So, and of course, trying to call into Disney right now is not a good is not a good time. You, you're looking at literally hours upon hours on hold. So wow. I have to wait until I can get to Disney Springs and upgrade my pass and uh, re-up my pass in person. Okay. So there you go. Uh, resort news we got some resort news this week 2020 resort reservations are now available so they had canceled all reservations for 2020 or, or uh, all new reservations were, were you couldn't make them for 2020 right
1: they were suspended
2: yeah they were suspended but now they've they've reinstated them i guess so the following disney resort hotels are currently accepting reservations for the remainder of this year bay lake tower at disney's contemporary resort boulder ridge villas at disney's wilderness lodge Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas at Kidani Village, Art of Animation Resort, Beach Club, Beach Club Villas, Boardwalk Inn, Boardwalk Villas, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Old Key West, Polynesian Village Resort, Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Pop Century Resort, Riviera Resort, Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, Yacht Club Resort, the Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, and theme park tickets, new, our, our new theme park tickets are also now being sold, which was not happening for a while.
1: Let me ask you a question. Can you buy an annual pass?
2: You were able to, and then, a, uh, like, yesterday, I believe, they changed it where they're no longer selling annual passes for the remainder of this year. Okay. You can renew your annual pass if you have one, but you well, cannot... I had friends,
1: per- yeah, I had friends who on Friday moved to Florida. Okay. So they were like all oh, excited about getting an annual pass. And I'm like, I don't know if you can get one. Well, if they got one before Sunday, they could have
2: gotten one. Uh, I doubt it.
1: It's quite unlikely.
2: Yeah. So uh, now you cannot currently buy one. No water park news this week, other than that they remain closed. Disney Springs news, though. Everglazed Donuts is coming to Disney Springs. Full name of this place is Everglazed Donuts and Cold Brew. And it's going to open in place of the Pop Gallery location which is on the west side at Disney Springs. It's like kind of on the side of the movie theater as you go toward the orange garage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so it's in uh, Pop Gallery is closing on July 30th to make way for the new donut shop, which will be operated by the team behind Splitsville, which is right next to it. I got to say, I, I, I liked the Pop Gallery. I never like went in there, but they have like really cool window displays that I would always look at as I walked into Springs. So I'm a little bummed about that. And plus I'm like, uh, donuts and cold brew. Don't we already have a Joffrey's location that does that takes care? Of, like if I'm Joffrey's, I'm so mad at Disney all the time now. Yeah, like it used to be Joffrey's was the only coffee you got in Walt Disney World, and now there's a Starbucks everywhere. Now there's this Everglades Donuts. Uh, you know, like I would be beside myself if I'm the head of Joffrey's. I got it. Though I have to say, like, uh, the one thing I do love in Disney is that you get the Joffrey's coffee grounds in your in your hotel room.
1: Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Like, what if you go to a restaurant and they have coffee there? Is it Joffrey's? It is
2: typically Joffrey's, yes. Because,
1: okay, so Joffrey's has the contract for Disney. Yes. So when you go... But they're probably not too upset. Probably
2: not too upset. When you go into the Joffrey's location that's directly across from the Boathouse in uh, Disney Springs, you can actually purchase the blend that they use in all of the different restaurants.
1: Oh, okay, so, so that's so that's where they get their that's where they make their money. They're not making their money necessarily on the retail location,
2: right? So you can buy the grounds. Um, like each each resort has its own Joffrey's blend associated with it. That's and, cool. Yeah, you can buy the different blends uh, there in that shop, which I think is super cool. You can also uh, that Joffrey's location also sells the specialized Joffrey Joffrey's beverages that are available in the different parks, like the Mission to S'mores Latte from Magic Kingdom. They have a Lion King one from Animal Kingdom. There's a whole bunch
1: that you can purchase. So I should retry a coffee one day.
2: If you can, yeah, you should. If, if you can't tell, I really enjoy Joffrey's. I mean, I really enjoy coffee in general, but Joffrey's is like my preferred coffee, especially in Walt Disney World. Uh, Magic Kingdom news. Um, so I don't know if you saw this. This is uh, kind of an event, not really much like uh, planning news, but uh, did you see this Merida horse incident? I did. opening day, yeah. So uh one of the things, and we're going to get into the more detail on, on how this works later, but a couple of the characters, specifically Merida and Gaston, uh ride on horseback through the park. And with Merida, it's even cooler because the cart horse, the 2,000-pound the cart horse that that she rides on, looks a lot like her horse from the movie. But, right. Yeah, but like, so some kid, I don't know if they lost control of their balloon or they threw their balloon... But like the weight on the bottom of the balloon, like wrapped around the horse's leg, and the horse panicked and started bucking, and the cast members had to handle it. I mean, like it was scary because like if that if that horse like bucked into people, yeah, that would have been insane. So Mer- and Merida's still on top of this horse. Yeah. So you know she she held it together. She got off the horse and then ran away. Like oh, she yeah? she bolts. Like, did you, did you not watch the video? I didn't watch the video. Oh, she runs. runs. And I don't blame her, because that's a 2,000 pound horse. Epcot news. The Italian restaurants in the Italy Pavilion are reopening. So Patina, which is the company that owns these, owns and operates these restaurants, has announced that its Epcot Italy Pavilion restaurants will be opening alongside the parks with modified hours and menus. Epcot officially reopens the public on July 15th, and cast member previews are actually taking place today in Epcot. Here are the operating hours. So Via Napoli will open at noon and be open until 8 p.m. Tuto Italia, uh, Dave Weikert's favorite, opens from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. And Tuto Gusto opens from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. as well. So there you, there you have it for that. Now, it's going to be interesting because uh, Patina is reopening the restaurants, but they were typically all staffed by people that were from Italy that were working directly for Patina through Disney. Right. So I'm wondering if it's just going to be all American waitstaff and and whatnot. I would am I would imagine yes. Yeah. I mean. Right. Really interesting. Uh, the full food and wine menus are are available for this um, kind of watered down food and wine festival that we're getting starting July 15th and going through the fall, with no closing date announced yet. Features over 20 global marketplaces. All right. So you ready for one of our favorite segments here on Two Men in the Mouse? What is it? Kevin Reed's food. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. We're going to do this until it gets old. Uh, I'm just going to give you like some options. Africa. Spicy Kenyan vegan corn and white beans with pigeon peas, quinoa, and ancient grains medley, and kachumbari slaw. It's plant-based. I'm
1: so upset you knew what quinoa was.
2: Yeah. Uh, Period. I'm, please. I'm like dialed into fitness now. I know what quinoa is. Uh, <laughs> Piri Piri Skewered Shrimp with Citrus Scented Couscous. Um, the Appleseed Orchard will have charcuterie and cheese plate featuring Burton's Maplewood Farm Applejack Brandy Barrel Aged Maple Syrup and Caramel Apple Popcorn. I'm only doing the food. I'm not doing the beverages because then we'll be here all day. Brazil. the Now, Brazil typically has a bunch of stuff, but there are two things that I love at the Brazil booth every year. And thankfully, they 100%. have both of them. The Crispy Pork Belly with Black Beans, Tomato and Onions. And the Pau de Quejo, which is Brazilian cheese bread. They're both amazing. Okay. Canada. The Great White North. The fighting north, eh? Home of the home of Alpha Flight. Home of the Alpha Flight and the Beaver Brothers, eh? <laughs> home of the Beaver Brothers again after that raccoon went and blew up our dam with his juice. Uh, his juice distillery. They're going wild down there in the States with their juice. They tell the tale when they get back to Canada. Uh, okay, food. The the Canadian cheddar cheese and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll. And, of course, the main event, the LaCellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon with truffle butter sauce. Mm. This is my first
1: purchase every year at Food & Wine. I can't blame you. That's probably be your last purchase also.
2: Yeah, right? Uh, I mean, I have it several times throughout the festival. China, you've got chicken dumplings with Chinese slaw and Mongolian beef fowl bun. Citrus blossom, the lobster tail with Meyer lemon emulsion and grilled lemon, which I had last year and was really good, and the crispy citrus chicken with orange aioli and baby greens. Now desserts and champagne, you have liquid nitro chocolate cake pops, liquid nitro chocolate cake pops with crumbled Twix chocolate bars, wow, that sounds good. And yeah, liquid really. nitro chocolate cake pops with crushed Ms. Earth Eats, hosted by Impossible. You have the Impossible Farmhouse Meatball with lentil bread, spinach, marinated vegetables, and creamy herb dressing. This is all plant based, obviously. The Impossible Burger Slider with wasabi cream and spicy Asian slaw and a sesame seed bun. I had this last year. Okay. Was it good? Yeah. I mean, you know, I I never I mean, I thought it was I thought it was fine, I thought it tasted fine. Um, if you would give it, a, it I feel like I could have told you what the actual burger was if I had tried an actual burger next to it and they had a taste test but okay. still it was definitely the best plant based burger I've ever tried they also have a chocolate pudding terrarium with avocado cream matcha crumble and baby herbs France Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce the French names for all of these foods All uh, right. <laughs> tart au oignons caramélisés at uh, yeah i'm not going to do it goat cheese tart <laughs> with caramelized onions on a flaky pastry crust um braised duck confit à l'orange with mashed sweet potatoes and a brioche cake filled with light pastry cream and raspberry coulis uh germany schnitzel Pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. Roast bratwurst in a prop and pretzel roll. An apple strudel with vanilla sauce. Hawaii. Now, Hawaii is home to one of my favorite things. The Kahlua Pork Slider with sweet and sour dull, pineapple chutney and spicy mayo.
1: Yeah, that thing is great.
2: It is legit. Like, I feel, I feel like people overlook it because it's not one of, like, the main event things. I mean,
1: folks, if you're going,
2: get that Kahlua Pork Slider. It's
1: so, so good. I remember that first year that Hawaii kind of made the... You know, when the booth first showed up. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, they can never really get rid of this one because it's so good. It's just so good. Uh, Now, also, you've
2: got the teriyaki glazed spam hash with potatoes, peppers, onions, and spicy mayo. It's the first time I've ever found spam to sound appetizing. Mm, Okay. Hops and barley, the food there. This is in the U.S. pavilion. The New England Lobster Roll, which is warm lobster with fresh herb mayo and gri- on a griddled roll. Uh, now, no word yet on if there's celery in that, but if there is, I won't be having any of it. The Southern Seafood Boil. Shrimp, mussels, crawfish, potatoes, corn, and Andouille sausage. That sounds wonderful. And freshly baked carrot cake with cream cheese icing. Now, if it were in cookie form... I'd be a lot right. more excited. Like, Well,
1: they know. would sell so many of them. It right.
2: Would be... <laughs> just you wouldn't be able to social distance because the lines would be so long.
1: They, yeah, they would need new protocols just for the carrot cake cookie. Right,
2: right. Islands of the Caribbean. Uh, ropa vieja empanada with tomato aioli. Jerk spice chicken with roasted sweet plantain salad and mango chutney yogurt. And flancocho, which is passion fruit cake with coconut flan. Italy. Margarita, rustic Italian flatbread with tomato sauce and mozzarella cheese. It's not a margarita. It's a margarita. Uh, La Classica, uh, cheese tortellini with ricotta, with provolone, fontina, parmesan, vodka sauce, and crispy bacon. That actually sounds wonderful. Yeah. Traditional Sicilian cannoli, which is a crisp pastry filled with sweet ricotta, chocolate, and candied orange. And I made my grandfather proud by saying ricotta instead of regatta. Japan. You have the tempura dunbori, two pieces of tempura shrimp and a vegetable tempura with tentsuyu dipping sauce served over sushi rice. You also have frothy ramen, which does not sound appetizing, which is chilled noodles and dashi broth topped with egg white froth. That does not sound good to me.
1: Mm.
2: But I'm sure people love it. Chirashi sushi flower pot, fresh cut salmon, salmon roe and spinach served over sushi rice with furikake, and topped with poke, su- poke sauce. No word on if it's a Pokemon sauce.
1: Well, it's funny, you know, so there's a bunch of places around here that serve that, and they're typically served in poke bowls.
2: That's awesome. Like, no,
1: it's like, you know... Poke bowl. it
2: be like red and white. Uh, mac and cheese... Uh, booth hosted by Boars and Cheese. I love Boars and Cheese. I know you're not a cheese guy, so I'm really kind of speaking past you to the listeners who are, maybe some are nodding along that Boars and is good cheese. You have a gourmet macaroni and cheese with Boars and garlic and fine herb cheese topped with herbed panko. Buffalo chicken macaroni and cheese with Boars and garlic and fine herb cheese sauce topped with carrots, celery, and blue cheese crumbles. They lost me at the celery. Mm, I love celery. I hate it with a passion. Like, it makes me ill to even think about. Lobster macaroni and cheese with boars and garlic and fine herb cheese sauce and lobster cream topped with herbed panko. That sounds delicious. And macaroni and cheese with house-made Italian sausage and peppers, but it says that this is plant-based, so I'm assuming it's some kind of impossible sausage or plant-based sausage. Hope so. Okay. Uh, Mexico. You have a ribeye taco, which is ribeye steak with ranchera salsa and a corn tortilla topped with onions, chives, and a lime wedge. That sounds really good. A pork tostada, fried corn tortilla topped with chipotle black beans, roasted pork, fresh salsa verde, onions, and cilantro. You had me until the cilantro. Hmm. See, cilantro to me tastes like soap. And apparently that's a genetic thing. Like, certain people like genetic makeup makes it so that, like you know cilantro i like we my girlfriend and i called the devil's parsley huh because it it just tastes like soap that's interesting uh morocco a beef kefta pocket with caramelized onion garlic and spicy tomato something spicy hummus fries with cucumber tomatoes onions tzatziki and chipotle sauce and a chocolate baklava um shimmering sips you have a shimmering strawberry soft serve ice cream in a waffle cone and banana bread with mixed cher- with mixed berry compote, or compote, or whatever, however you pronounce that stupid thing. Wine and Dine, featuring festival favorites. Kielbasa and potato... Per- so it looks like this is, like, all of the places that didn't get their booth, they're bringing some of the favorites here. Okay. So it's a sample festival favorite dishes, along with an elegant medley of wines. So, kielbasa and potato pierogi with caramelized onions and sour cream from Poland, which, uh, yeah, that's... That's amazing. Seafood fisherman's pie from Ireland. Pete, I'm so excited.
1: Okay, what's in it?
2: Um, like seafood. But like they have, this was my favorite thing at Food and Wine for years, and they stopped. It hasn't been in the Ireland booth in several years. Huh, really? They've brought it back. The kibasa and pierogies, too. I mean, also two of my favorites. And they also have spanaka pita from Greece. I don't know what that is. The funnel cake house. They're going to have a street corn funnel cake topped with roasted corn, Cotija cheese, cilantro, and cumin crema, dust with paprika. Is it just me, or does that sound like the stuff that vomit is made of?
1: I don't know. I, You know, it's two of my favorite things now. I don't know if they go together. A savory but, uh,
2: funnel cake? I can't I even imagine. I love funnel
1: cake. I can I love funnel cakes and I love street corn. I know you're going to say there's some cheese involved in street corn. Typically, if it's being made fresh, I kind of try and get them to just minimize the cheese. I know it's often used as like a binding agent to keep everything kind of attached. Okay. But, um, I do like it. Matt, that could be really good. I would 100% try that. Uh, Joffrey's has a
2: booth, uh, which I believe is the one over by like the other side of, uh, Mouse Gear. They have a drink called the American Adventure, uh, which is tropical breeze, frozen lemon coconut syrup and pineapple rum and they have something called the canada which is orange splash frozen lemon mixed with orange vodka i'll be having hmm. the canada Thank Yeah, you. right right showing solidarity to my buddies the beaver brothers <laughs> <laughs> um the odyssey passion flower uh frozen passion fruit and tea infused with lemon vodka and the Future World East, Springberry Bliss, frozen strawberry, and coconut syrup topped with raspberry vodka. I know we said we weren't going to talk about beverages, but the only thing they have is beverages, and I thought it was cool that they were named after pavilions and places in Epcot. The Refreshment Outpost has an all-beef hot dog with chips, ice cream floats, served with your choice of fountain beverage. I like that your choice of fountain beverage. Yeah. Uh, frozen Slushy uh, Coke or Minute made Lemonade. Frozen Slushy Coke or Minute made Lemonade in a Souvenir Spike the Bee sipper cup. So, man, that, they must still have these left over from Flower and Garden, and they're like, we got to get rid of them. Yep. Uh, beverage, uh, never mind. The refreshment port uh, over in Canada. Traditional poutine, French fries, beef gravy, and cheese curds. Or a Dole Whip. And there you go. That's everything. Okay. We got through the whole thing. I'm impressed. You did it. Animal Kingdom news. Got some DAC news. Uh, rainforest Cafe is reopening in both Disney Springs and Animal Kingdom. The Rainforest Cafe at Disney Springs is open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily, and in uh, Animal Kingdom is open from 10:30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Again, I don't know why anyone ever goes there, but maybe people that like don't have the Rainforest Cafe normally like think it's cool.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. because well, like in Jersey, we had the ra- we have Rainforest Cafes everywhere, so like. Now, listen, when we went to Animal Kingdom those first years in, like, 98, 99, we would go to Rainforest Cafe. Why? But the one here in Jersey wasn't built yet. Okay. And honestly, there was
2: no place to eat in Animal Kingdom. So the last bit of news, we got some big news. Hollywood Studios news. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about how virtual queues aren't happening and even for Rise of the Resistance? Yes. Not so much anymore. Boarding right. groups are back for Rise of the Resistance, but it has been changed So, essentially, the problem with the boarding groups was people were showing up at 5 a.m. and lining up for hours on top of each other. Obviously, that cannot happen now. Right. So, guests will have an opportunity at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., and 4 p.m. to request to join a virtual queue. So, you've got three three chances throughout the day, which I think is a much more fair and balanced way of doing it. I I don't think it works. Okay, hold on. Let's get through and then we can... Uh, That means there's no need to arrive early to the park to check the virtual queue. Backup groups will be made available as before, and each guest will be limited to one boarding pass per day. My Disney Experience will be used to join the virtual queue. Therein probably lies the problem. And Disney's Hollywood Studios reopens on July 15th. Okay, so
1: what's your issue with this? I I just, I don't know. Listen, I I can't imagine anyone's going to go and be like, hey, you know what? We could just go for that late boarding queue and get in. Yeah. So what happens if you go to the 10 a.m. boarding queue? Are they going to, and let's say everyone, like literally the entire amount of people for the whole day go for the early boarding queue. Are they all getting in? Are there people who aren't getting in? Oh, I'm sure.
2: Well, I'm sure the, the you've got boarding queues every three hours, essentially. So 10, 1, and 4. Right. Um, I'm sure that each one is one third of the capacity for the day. Right. So you, that ten PM ten a. m. hits, and you're trying to get in. If you don't get in, you have another opportunity to get in at one o'clock. Okay. I hope it works. But now, do you think they make like an announcement, like "Ladies and gentlemen, it is now one p.m. and you can sign up for Rise of the Resistance"?
1: Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me.
2: Uh, yeah, because otherwise, people just have to like trust their watches or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would just set an alarm on my phone. Yeah. Also true. So, I, honestly, I think this is a good way to do it. I think that the way they were doing it was not sustainable in the long run, especially not during these unprecedented times. Um, I think it's cool that I can go midday with the hopes of catching a 1 p.m. or 4 p.m. boarding group.
1: What I want to hear them say is, with the capacity that we're putting in the park, everyone will be able to ride this ride if the ride is operating to full functionality.
2: I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's a matter of what will the capacity be. like, And I'm wondering what, what they're going to do for the pre-show. Like, well, when, I really hope that the pre-show isn't all... They found some way to social distance the pre-show and it's not like... Oh, I'd be heartbroken because the pre-show is such a part of the experience.
1: You're going to have to... Again, I, you know, I don't know which part you're talking about, but if you're talking about the ship, I mean, that's going to be socially distanced.
2: I'm talking about the jail I'm thinking about the jail cell specifically.
1: Oh, but that that's a that's a not small area. You could socially distance that. Oh. the Maybe. same way you're making groups wait by color on those different lines prior to the jail. Yeah. You can do that in the jail. Well, you know, on, on the one However, hand, honestly, they're probably only letting like I have a I'm gonna have a group of four. They're probably just letting us in instead yeah. of a
2: group of four. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got less people in the park, but they're also loading at a lower capacity. So I think it kind of evens itself out. Right. So that's the news this week.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, We are going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more, more fun experience? Tell me. that sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services It is 100% free Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you That sounds awesome Absolutely Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge Dave has visited every Disney World resort And has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts He's dined also at every Disney restaurant He's crazy about Disney food
1: that is an accomplishment.
2: Absolutely, I wish I could say I did that. That's like that. A, like the snack challenge times ten. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us. Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker.
1: Depends how his name, on
2: Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard to book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and be our guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey. And renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com.
0: Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you! I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs, one of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Morty Monster. I'm on Instagram as Morty Monster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as Morty Monster BFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster!
2: Hey listeners, this is Mark Daniel,
1: and you're listening to Two Man and the Mouse.
2: Folks, for four months, we have been living with no Walt Disney World. The parks have been closed since March and just reopened their doors last week. Uh, With the reopening comes a lot of new questions because the new Walt Disney World is not like the old Walt Disney World. Now, of course, eventually, the old Walt Disney World will return when the world goes back to normal. However, in the meantime, if we want to experience the magic, we have to learn to accept Walt Disney World as it is with certain restrictions. That means wearing a mask, it means social distancing, it means temperature checks, it means washing your hands. And we're going to go through all of that right now. I had the opportunity to go to the Passholder Preview on uh, Thursday, the 9th of July, while also staying on property at a resort. So we're going to go through everything you need to know in order to plan your day. Now, of course, I've only been to the Magic Kingdom, so there might be some things that I don't know, or, or certain experiences that I didn't do, but the best of my ability, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, we are answering the burning questions about Walt Disney World's reopening, and our e-ticket attraction is brought to you by our good friends at Kingdom Strollers, who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams for your next Walt Disney World vacation. Visit them at KingdomStrollers.com Okay, so Pete, um, I stayed at, um, Bay Lake Tower. Okay. At Disney's Contemporary Resort. Beautiful, beautiful resort. Absolutely loved it. No complaints whatsoever about the resort. I thought they handled everything very well there. Uh, the, so here's a few things that were interesting about, you know what? Actually, what we're gonna do first, you know how we usually close with our friends around the world? Yes. We're gonna open with them this week. Because I want to answer all of their questions first, as presented, and then after that, kind of go through and and figure out, you know, what it is uh, that, that we haven't covered yet. So, all right, you ready? That's it. Dan Hoffman asks, I am staying at Pop and going to Magic Kingdom on Wednesday. How is the bus situation? Long waits? Reduced seating? I am thinking about taking minivans to save time. Do they take you to the Magic Kingdom bus loop or ticketing center? Love the show, thanks. Alright, well thanks, Dan. We love you too. Uh so I didn't I did not take the bus because I stayed at the Contemporary solely for the reason of being able to walk to the Magic Kingdom. Now, okay. that being said, the buses are operational. They I know they are operating on a reduced capacity. I'm not sure about the weights, but they are dropping you off at the Magic Kingdom bus loop and not the ticketing center. So you get dropped off where you normally get dropped off. There's a temperature screening and security right there. The new security checkpoints are open. You know all that construction that they were doing outside the Magic Kingdom. Uh huh. That was building new construct new um security checkpoints and those are those are done. So um hooray for that. And uh now he said he was thinking about taking the minivans to save time. Unfortunately, Dan, you're not gonna be able to do that because the minivan service is currently not operating. Right. Katerina Dupree, our good friend, who also was uh, one of the hosts over on the Extra Magic Hour with Dimitri and Anne Rivanis, who, um who is a wonderful podcaster in her own right. Would love to have her on the show sometime. Says, do you feel it's even worth going for those who don't live in Florida? From what I know and have seen, if it was my first trip, I wouldn't want to. But I frequent the park about once a year or so. So would it be worth it for a trip for someone like me? Um, <clears throat> OK, so this is kind of a. A question I've been asked a lot, like, is it worth it to go? If you are a Katarina or a Peter Mandel who goes every year, I would say yes, it's worth it to go because it's a different experience. And you know how like, like how we are where it's like, Oh, look, there's a crane. There's not always a crane there. So let's take pictures of the crane. Like this is one of those crane moments where like, this is a very different thing and it's interesting to experience and. I think there's a lot to be said about the reduced capacity and what it's doing for wait times and stuff like that. I actually feel like you have the ability to get more done. Now, that being said, this is this question is very subjective because if you're if you're all about them characters, like if you're all about your kids want to hug characters and they're going to be upset if they can't don't go because you can't do that. Right. Uh, You know, if you are all about drinking all over the place, in all these different bars, don't go because you're not going to be able to do that. Um, So if it's your first time, don't go.
1: I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, you got to factor it out by like what you, or if you're bringing a family, what they want. My kids are luckily old enough. We, they love character pictures, but it's not like a necessity for my trip. Right. Uh, Having said that, I mean, and listen, I've done every year. There is no one more like into going every year than me. Uh, I'm even kind of on the fence about it. So I do understand but, I mean, I, I want to go, but I also have the, like, I know I'm probably going to go next year also. Yeah, you know I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're not going next year, well, maybe you should wait because just take the better trip next year. I, the weird thing is, is you're getting less of a trip for the same money, if not more. Like, if you're someone like me who lost their meal plan and right. have to pay out of pocket now. So, it is weird that I'm paying more to get less Having said that, my, my week in Disney is always a wonderful week with my family. And that's the most important thing, the time I get to spend with them. Even if it's, uh, you know, my kids complaining about wearing masks, like it's so funny. You know, and watch, they probably won't complain at all, but, uh, it is those, you know, that, that family dynamic that I do love so much. So
2: yeah, I think that's a great answer. And, and I think you're a hundred percent right. If you go every year, sure. Why not go? If this is your one trip for the next five years, wait till next year. Right. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Katarina also asks, can you take your mask off for photo pass pictures, not including rides, for example, in front of the castle? No. Nope. No, you can, only ta- you can only remove your mask in a pool, at a resort, or if you are eating or drinking something. And Pete, they are on top of this. Oh, yeah, they have to be. So, like, um, we were eating a citrus swirl outside a sunshine tree, and we were done with it. And I was fiddling um with Morty, like putting him back in the backpack. And um my girlfriend went to throw out the cup for the citrus swirl. My mask is still pulled down. Now Pete, she's not gone fifteen seconds. Right. And someone's come and, and a, a a lead comes up to me. Oh, sir, Terry you gotta pull your mask up. Like the citrus swirl had barely left my hand. Right. So they're on top yeah, of yeah. they're on top of this. If you try to pull your mask down, they're gonna ask you not to do that. Uh now and you know what I'm glad that they're on top of this because like yesterday I was at my gym that at Planet Fitness which has like a which has a mask rule and this guy walked in and they're like oh sir you know do you not have a mask and he's like oh no I don't and they were like oh okay well for next time you know you just have to you have to wear a mask and they let him in and I I looked at the girl like are you insane right <sighs> Stephanie Kanoski asks. When are each of your next trips, and how are you preparing/slash planning with the new updates and precautions? So, I mean, I'll go first. My my next trip is next month, uh, in August, and you, you know, uh, and you're in November. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you're planning?
1: I got to be honest with you, my planning has is going to be much less interesting. It is much less to do with what is going on at Disney, and much more to do with what is going on. Um legally, as far as, like, traveling state lines. And mm-hmm. th- those are the real precautions. I mean, currently, as a New Jersey resident, I could not go to Florida if I wanted to. Uh That, I believe, runs through September 26th. So right. we'll see what shakes out with that. They also have uh quarantine rules as far as, like, coming back from Florida where you have to quarantine for two weeks. Not sure I could really do that. Right. Or have my kids, you know miss another two weeks of school. Correct. So going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. It's so quite a ways away. Um, You know, we hope this changes by September and then, you know, in turn for me by November, but yep. Going to, going to be a little interesting time here. And for someone who's a control freak like myself, definitely difficult. So I'm going to be, you know, making meal plan, uh, you know, booking ADRs and doing all this and hoping for the best, but yep. I mean, the way I look at it and what I've been telling my kids is, you know, if this doesn't work out, it's not like, okay, we'll go next year. I'll try and keep pushing it back as best that I can. Right. But we got to see. At the same time, you yeah, know, now we're talking about taking them out of school. And yeah, 100%. Stuff, so. Nathan Dunbar says, uh,
2: so I heard the Haunted Mansion didn't have the stretching room working and instead just had a line flow through to the Doom Buggy. Were there any other rides affected in some similar fashion? Were they still working on the Tron ride? Okay, so to answer Nathan's question, uh, first I will confirm, yes, that is how the Haunted Mansion is working right now. There is no stretching room. Uh, the the interactive queue is closed off with like the organ and stuff like that. You go through. Um, you don't stop in front of the graves anymore where they say, your time has come, and then they let you in. You go right in. There are stanchions set up. It leads you into one of the stretching rooms where there are also stanchions set up. You walk through that stretching room into and into the cube right where the doom buggies are. You hear the ghost host say something like, Welcome foolish mortals to the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I think he says Welcome foolish mortals to the Haunted Mansion. There's no turning back now. And then he tells you to put your mask on properly. Yeah. Um so then you get in there and you go on the right. Now here's another this is another really interesting little tidbit. The lights in the Haunted Mansion were way darker than they normally are. Huh like, and I would love to hear if anybody else went in the Haunted Mansion recently and saw the same thing. Like, d- did you notice that the lights were dimmer? Because I definitely thought that they were. Um, Just my assessment. Uh, like, like uncomfortably dark to the point where, like, you couldn't really see anything. Hmm. I don't know. I saw pictures from, like, the walkthrough of, like, the stretching room and everything. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, di- well, here's the thing. It's different. So would, right. I, would I like it if it was my first trip? No. But as somebody who goes all the time, I'm like, oh, this is different
1: and cool. You know, I can't tell you that the stretching room is my favorite thing. Now, I don't mean the artwork or right. the functionality of it. I mean, I can't tell you that waiting in that room with 30 of my closest new friends and it it isn't my favorite thing. Right. So am I okay with it? I am okay with it. I'm, uh, I'm totally yeah. fine with it. Now –
2: uh, he asked if any other rides were affected in some kind of similar fashion. I did not go on anything that was affected similarly. I did Buzz Lightyear. I did Small World. I did Peter Pan's Flight. Um, walked right onto Peter Pan's Flight, which was interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did a bunch of those kind of rides, and none of those were really affected by it. Now, that being said, I'm sure... That other rides will be affected like this. Like, other rides where you've had to like fill in all available space and whatnot are pre show areas, I'm assuming are gonna be affected unless they're just letting less people into the pre show area. Uh, which is gonna make wait times longer. Like, I was wondering about Dinosaur, but I have been in right. the kingdom. So. Laura Ferguson, oh, he says, and he also said, were they still working on the Tron ride? that i don't i couldn't really tell i didn't see anyone working over there but it, but the 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 people mover was closed right so i was not able to get close enough to the tron ride to see if anybody was actually working Laura Ferguson says i saw that the wait times are very short yesterday was mk sold out yes magic kingdom was at capacity for the last couple of days uh with no more reservations being being given So what you saw is pretty much as bad as it's going to get. Rachel Olivia Williams asks, any need to show up at rope drop or can you basically come anytime and have short wait times? I would actually argue that showing up at rope drop is when you're probably going to experience the most crowds.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh,
2: And I think going later in the day could be a good strategy. Based on what I basically just based on what I saw, like, When in the morning, lines for Big Thunder and Splash were like 35 minutes. Whereas later in the day, they were far less.
1: Yeah, I think part of it is, you know, the hours are still a little shortened. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out how to get everything done. Now now the wait times are obviously shortened, also. But I mean, that would be the only thing. I mean, even for my trip that I kind of have, you know, tentatively book we're going to do two Magic Kingdom days just so I can make sure I get everything in there Yeah. so basically the answer to that question I would say is
2: yes you can pretty much show up anytime you want and have shorter wait times based on what we've seen and it's only going to get shorter from here folks because the first few days are going to be crazy Like, like that's how it worked with Universal that's how it worked with SeaWorld the first few days people go like crazy and then after that it all kind of levels out so Sarah Coyle asks, are cast members cleaning tables and chairs at the quick service places once people get up and are finished eating before someone else sits down? Yes. I was at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, which we'll go into detail later about how, how quick service is working right now. Uh, but I noticed so people would get up and a cast member would come over and clean the table right away.
1: I've heard things that kind of say Contrary. Uh, you know they're trying, but not every place is as on top of it. I would probably bring wipes. I would.
2: I think wipes are a great option as well. Um I so I, like here's the, the. I can only go by what I saw, right? You know, I know people are are reporting different things, but I at Cosmic Rays they were on. This lady was on top of it,
1: right? Like every time but I saw me personally, someone, if I'm going to carry a backpack, I mean I'll throw a thing of wipes in there and you know yeah better safe than five
2: well so at cosmic rays um you know while taking in the dulcet tones of sunny eclipse all the way from New York city on the planet zork the brightest little star in the galaxy we all know the deal um we were i was sitting there eating my burger and there was a cast member that kind of stood kind of in the middle of everything and she was just there watching and whenever somebody got up she went over and she cleaned things off and i noticed cast members um just cleaning in general like in in the last Mor- Morty goes to Magic Kingdom video that's going to be released either today or tomorrow um he w- we were walking down that that pathway by where the wishing well is mm-hmm. and there were cast members like sanitizing the walkway like the handholds okay. and stuff like that so there i saw a lot of cleaning going on eric matson says were there any flash downpours and if so How was the mass scramble to get indoors or undercover handled? If not, how do you think it will be handled? This is a fantastic question. That is a great question. So there was one flash downpour that happened while we were there. It was when we were coming off of pirates. And, um, honestly, I, there weren't enough people there to really cause like a mass, like, like, you know, rush for cover. It's not like it is when it's at capacity. We just kind of stayed in inside the pirates, uh, gift shop. Right. And I saw most people doing kind of the same thing. And there was just still a lot of room in there. I never felt, I didn't feel crowded by other people. And this is also with people constantly unloading from pirates into the shop. So it's just, I think there's just not the volume of people there, you know? Uh, you,
1: you like that store? That, I mean, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm amazed for a store of that magnitude and, you know, the amount of like, ride specific to stuff they sell I doubt I've ever bought anything there
2: I don't think I've ever bought I've bought like a bottle of soda there like I bought a coke right. zero it's one of the it's one of the places that sells coke Zero, so it's always kind of on my radar for that Um uh- Marissa Haycock says, did you notice fewer kids at the park than usual? And did kids seem to be wearing their masks correctly slash consistently? No. I mean, like based on the number of people, I mean, there were fewer people, obviously, but based on the number of people, there were still a fair amount of kids. And I I didn't see any kid not wearing their mask or wearing it incorrectly. So um, that doesn't mean that there weren't any, of course, because, you know, especially with with kids as young as two, it's going to be really hard to kind of teach them why they have to keep their mask on. But you know, I I didn't notice any major issues with it. Now, Sarah Albert says, any insight on how parking works? What time do the payment booths open and allow cars to head into the parking lot? Ferryboat or monorail preference from TTC to MK? Thanks. So I didn't take the TTC. Uh But I will say my preference is the has always been the ferryboat, and in these in these unprecedented times it one hundred percent is still the ferryboat, even more so than usual because the ferryboat is an open air vehicle, and there's you know there's more room to distance that being said they're not loading the monorail very heavily right uh now, as far as what time the payment booths open, that I'm hundred percent not sure about, and I'm sorry about that. And I'll try to find I'll try to find that information and post it under your comments, Sarah. Uh, Seth Tinsley asks, "How are standby lines? Where there six foot separators with low capacity, it might not impact you, but do you think it'll be a problem later?" Uh, so standby lines were relatively short. The longest one I think we rated on was Pirates, and yes, there are six foot separators in the, in the standby lines and they worked beautifully. Like I I felt very safe. Now obviously, you know, there are always bad apples. There were people that were not right. that were not following them and, you know, they got a dirty look from me. But right. I think that they're doing the best that they can. Again, it's not a perfect situation. Uh however, I never felt at any point in time like another person was too close to me. Throughout the entire day at Magic Kingdom, man, that sounds great. <laughs> okay, so is it wrong that I was just I kind of turned to my girlfriend and I was like,
1: I kind of love this. I mean, that's the thing. Aside from wearing a wearing a mask, which I gotta be honest, I haven't done it like for a long period of time, so I don't know if I, I might not hate it as much as the thing. I'm gonna. My mask uh, is awesome.
2: I look like a ninja in that thing. I get to look like a ninja and not have other people around me in Disney, like. I, this sounds like it could be awesome. Yeah, I mean it really is. Like it like all of like the things that I hate at Disney like people touching me or people bumping into me. Yeah. Like like it was <laughs> I hate to, I really don't want to like push it as a positive because you know these are horrifying times that we live in. Right. But like like I I felt safer at Walt Disney World than I felt at Publix, the supermarket. You, you know. Get it. I, I felt safer there than pretty much any other place. That, and I felt safe at Universal, too, when I went to Universal. I just I never felt like anyone was getting too close. And we'll we'll get into more of the precautions that they're taking in a minute. But uh, finally, last question. Uh, Tori Tinman says, how are they about snacks? My family is going in September and we're big snackers. We'll be able to snack outside of designated eating areas as long as we keep our masks on in between bites. Yes. Uh, so they were fine with snacks. You can pull your mask down while you're eating, and it's not even like between bites. You have to put your mask back up. If you're eating something, they're like, "Yeah, fine, you know, pull your mask down." But then once okay. you're done, pull it back up. So like when we got the, um, so like the designated rest areas, there were only a few. You had uh, Pete Silly Sideshow was one of them, and then you had um, the Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant was another. And there was one other one. I want to say it's in front. Yeah, it's in Frontierland by the Golden Oak Outpost. Okay. Um, where the McDonald's fry cart used to be. Which, if you, you want you to hear the story about that, check out last week's episode of Two Men in the Mouse. Uh, what were we saying? Did you use any of them? No, we were going to, uh, but we were we, we just it kind of never happened. Uh, when we got our Citrus Swirl, we kind of sat right by the Sunshine Tree Terrace, like over on the stone benches. And just kind of ate it there, and it was fine. Nobody, nobody right. gave us any, you know. I mean, a lot. There's a lot of snack booths that are not open. Like we tried to go to Westward Ho, where they have the the uh, candied bacon on a stick, and they were not open. Um, you know, there are popcorn booths, things like that. They're open, but a lot of the the snack locations are not currently operating. But you can still find your Mickey pretzel. The Liberty Square Market is still open. There's still a bunch of things that you can do. <clears throat> So those are all the questions. Now, you ready to go through some one by one things? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Alright, so first of all, the entrance. What is the new entrance, uh, policy here? So you've got, um, temperature checks before you get in. And, I mean, no one's sticking a thermometer anywhere on you folks. It's, they, they hover a, they hover a thermometer over your forehead. And it takes your temperature in less than a second. And then you just go right in people who are like, temperature checks are not magical! I'm like, well, this seems like magic to me, because as a kid, I used to have to have a thermometer shoved down my throat, or in right. other less fun places. <laughs> and now, you have a thermometer check that just hovers in front of your forehead and tells your temperature? That's magical, my friend. Listen, if you can wait on a bag check line... Exactly. You can do this. Exactly. And so then, security was pr- also pretty straightforward. They've, they've worked it out now with security, wherein... Uh, you know, your keys, your phone, they won't set the, they won't set the detectors off. Okay. So you can pretty much just kind of walk through. You have to take them out of your pocket and hold them? No. Oh. No, you, you did at one point, but not, not when I went to Magic Kingdom, no. Uh, hand sanitizer. So do you remember my big complaint about the hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer stations and the hand wash stations the last time I was there? Before it closed? Alright, so they only had hand... When I went back in March, they only had hand sanitizer locations at the front of the park, and all of the hand wash stations are, like, portable and have to be refilled with water, so they were always out of water. That's right. I do remember saying that. Uh, That's completely changed. There are more hand sanitizer stations than there are garbage cans. Right. I mean, hundreds of hand sanitizer... Everywhere you look. In every queue line. Like, just randomly on the street. I mean, you... I If you could go more than 60 paces without being able to clean your hands in some way, shape, or form, I'd be shocked. Are there, like, little mini lines for them? No. Or there's so many, there's not an issue? No. It's like, well, I mean, are there lines for garbage cans? No. Like, it, it, they're just everywhere. And they have hand wash stations still, too. But now, here's the cool thing about the hand wash stations. they're So, while they are still the portable ones that would have to be refilled, they have patched them into actual water pipes... So here's one, for example, the Cinderella rags to riches, uh, water fountain. Mm -hmm. Obviously I believe the drinking fountains are probably not operational. I never tried any of them, but they have patched the hand wash station into the pipes for those, for that water fountain. So it has a never ending supply of water. Okay. Which I think is pretty cool. Uh, the masks, we've gone through the masks. We talked a bit about that. Wear them. You have to, you really don't have a choice. Um, Okay, social distancing. Now, obviously, they've got uh, social distancing markers on the ground everywhere you go. Now, certain things have... So, PhotoPass. PhotoPass is still out there. However, there was only one PhotoPass photographer on Main Street.
1: Really? Yeah, only one. Was there a mega line?
2: No, nobody. Huh. Walked right up, got a picture taken.
1: I do wonder. Now, I'm someone that always gets Memory Maker. Right, of course. Are people just going to skip out on Memory Maker? I think they might. I mean you're wearing masks and stuff. I'm not gonna because I'm like, I, you know, if I get to go, I'm I'm gonna, you know, have this immortalized in photo even, you know, however it is. Yeah. But here, I wonder if people are just not doing it.
2: I wouldn't be shocked. Now, there's an interesting factoid that I read that is not confirmed, but a lot of people are reporting it. If you take your mask off for the in-ride photo, yeah. I they will yeah, they they pull your photo out. Like you yep. don't get it. So, keep your masks on people. Okay, the characters. Let's talk a bit about how they're doing characters. I think that they're doing characters in a really good way. Uh, because the characters are still a part of things. They are sending them out on parade floats. On a pretty consistent basis. Starting in Frontierland and ending on Main Street USA. So you have Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Donald, and Daisy on one of the, um, the dance party floats. And they play like the, the dance party theme. And Goofy, Max, Clarabelle, and, uh, Jose, and Panchito come out on their parade float. I also saw the Winnie the Pooh characters in a, uh, in, in, on the Main Street trolley. Okay. So it was Piglet, uh, Eeyore, Tigger, and Rabbit, actually. Neat. Rabbit being a rare character. Yeah. Uh, Pooh Bear was on an actual parade float that also featured Alice, Peter Pan, um, uh, Tigger, oh, Tigger was on that one. Uh, Tigger was kind of walking behind that one, but there were a whole bunch of characters on that float. Merida and Gaston were riding horses. I don't know if that's still going to be a thing now after what happened, but I thought that was super cool. Chip and Dale were actually on the um, the raft that goes to Tom Sawyer Island in their cowboy I outfits. Saw that too. Very cool.
1: Awesomely cool.
2: The Country Bears are up on top of the Country Bear Jamboree, up on kind of like that second floor balcony right now Again, country bears open i you know what i'm not 100 we didn't try to go
1: i saw most of the theaters or every other row and then yeah. sections of four seats separated by three seats you can't sit in yeah i
2: mean the, the tiki room is open so i wouldn't see why the country bears wouldn't be right. open
1: yeah no i think the way they, that they have the show set up um i know carousel progress is like this i saw pictures on the inside i think it's kind of i think it's cool like I would right. have no problem sitting in, you know, four seats. Correct. No one in front of me or behind me or three seats left or right. I mean, that sounds, you know, pretty doable. Right. Uh, trying to think of what else with the characters. At one point,
2: Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto and Daisy were all up on top of the train station. They were kind of waving to people. Okay. So that was, again, pretty neat. Captain Jack Sparrow was up on the stage by Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a really cool Morty Monster uh, beats Captain Jack Sparrow moment from there. Neat. Uh, that's in the third installment of our Return to Magic Kingdom video series uh, that's currently on YouTube. And I saw Stitch up on the stage in Tomorrowland. So the character... Oh, oh, and and best for last, the stepsisters do a show on the castle. I saw that. Very cool. In, in the back of the castle, like facing into Fantasyland, like up right. on the this, like like terrace they're they're up there and they like interact with you and they're mic'd so you can actually hear them uh that was probably my favorite thing where the steps is they also do like a pri- that, that looks cool. they also do like a princess parade where the princesses come through in uh in in floats so it works yeah food ordering so obviously so if you're if you're trying to do a sit-down restaurant you need a reservation uh they were going fast at the pastel preview. Like I couldn't get Liberty Tree or anything like that. Uh but we did go to Cosmic Race. Now if you are doing a um quick service dining location, you are going to uh mobile order. So you do the mobile ordering, you pay on your phone, and then you when you get to the restaurant, you click I'm here, just like you normally would, but you don't go in yet. You wait until they say your food is ready and then it gives it'll tell you which docking bay you're going to. Okay. Or, or docking bay for Cosmic Rays, but like it'll tell you which line to go to. Right. So right. you tell the cast member outside, "Hey, I got my notification." They let you inside, you go in, you get your food, you sit down, you eat. You leave. Highly efficient. I mean, look, if you if you aren't a person with a smartphone at this point, like it's going to be right. rough for you. But you know, I mean, and Here's the thing, like, they're, they're really making you use the My Disney Experience app with this stuff. So I was like, but I got to tell you, I had no problems.
1: Uh, that's what I like to hear. Yeah.
2: Uh, crowds, again, very low. Very low crowds. Uh, as far as the rides were concerned, the only major difference that I saw was the Haunted Mansion, <clears throat> which, okay. we, which we talked about. Right. Stores are still open, uh, but they do have a limited capacity. So cast members will be just like they were doing at Disney Springs. Cast members are keeping a running tally of how many people are entering and leaving the store.
1: <laughs> I wonder how that works with stores with multiple entrances. Well, because they they don't have multiple entrances anymore.
2: Oh, really? You can only you can only enter and exit through one door. Okay. Like old Christmas shop, you couldn't like enter through the main entrance. That was an exit. You had to enter through like the one over by the Liberty Tree. Right. So you go in there, and they have a cast member with a tablet, and they update people that are coming in, and then there's one at the exit, updating as people are going out, so that they keep within that uh, capacity limit. Right. I did not go into the emporium, so I'm not sure what's going on in there. But I did go into like Yo Christmas shop, Memento Mori. Uh, got you that thing at Memento Mori.
1: I'm very excited about that, by the way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Okay. Resorts. You want to talk about resorts a little bit? Yeah, it's good. The- so, Bay Lake Tower, uh, you know, the top of the world lounge was not open. Um, but in, in the room, everything was like pristinely clean. The things like the, the TV remotes were in plastic baggies. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just thought it was excellently, expertly done. Uh, th- obviously with online check-in or mobile check-in, you don't ever have to go to the front desk if you don't want to. So you didn't have, we didn't have to do that. <clears throat> just go right to the room and then just leave. Like you don't even have to do a check out process. You if you're going to the pool, you have to wear your mask to the pool. But then once you get there, I just left my mask on a lounge chair and went into the pool. So that was pretty fun. Uh, now as far as the monorail, the resort monorail. So we had uh, the second day. The after Magic Kingdom. We had dinner reservations at Grand Floridian Cafe. No, I did not see LeBron James there. But okay. Then again, even if I did, I wouldn't have Maybe known who he did, was. Right? I'd have been like, oh, that's a tall guy. Uh, but the... Uh, so we thought, okay, we'll take the monorail to the Grand Floridian. Not so much. We went into the Contemporary, and the monorail was closed. <clears throat> so basically, you can take the monorail from the Transportation Ticket Center to the Magic Kingdom only. They're not stopping at the different resorts because you're not allowed at a resort unless you have a reservation. Ah, uh,
1: right. So how would they prevent people from
2: getting off? Exactly. I'm assuming they check your reservation before you get on the resort launcher as well. Right. So we were able to get into the Grand Floridian by driving over, and you know, showing our reservation at the security gate. Got it. So, but now, so you, the one I only really, I know it sounds like I'm just shilling for Disney at this point. But I really was impressed. Like, I thought they did a really good job. The only thing that I was not thrilled with, I think they had to do a better job of educating the cast members on what's going on. In what way? Well, like, we asked a cast member in Tomorrowland where the nearest rest station was. And she didn't know. Like, that's a thing everybody should know. Right. Because it's a thing you're going to get asked by, like, somebody who's hyperventilating in their mask or having heat exhaustion, they need to find a place to sit down. They need to know where that, where that rest station is. Um, when we got into the contemporary, we went into the Fantasia store, which is right by the monorail, to ask about whether the monorail was running. And the guy really didn't have an answer. Maybe he didn't know how to word it. No, but I mean, like, how do you not word, like, no, the monorail is not currently operating?
1: Well, but I mean, these are all maybe day one. No, you know, and, and I don't, of, but I don't blame, here's the thing,
2: I, I don't want it to sound like I'm blaming the cast members for this, because I'm not. Right. I, I'm saying that Disney management needs to do a better job of educating people in regard to, like, this is the process, this is what's going on. Right. Uh, oh, another question came through. Uh, Frankie Keith Camel asked, did you ride the Haunted Mansion, and if so, what changes are made to the queue stretching room? Okay, we, we went through that. Right. Um, no need to no need to raise that dead issue. <laughs>
1: I see what it did there. Yeah, you see what did. Uh, so do you
2: have any questions?
1: I feel like you covered most of them. I, I honestly feel like ha- driving this next trip, I have a feeling my car is going to come in handy.
2: Oh, your car is going to be coming in super handy because you're not going to want to take Disney transportation at this
1: point. Yeah, the other weird thing, too, is I got magic bands for the kids. And really, I don't think we're going to have to wear them. Why? I mean, aside from getting into the park, what do you need them for? Your room, right? Into the room, right? But I would mean, do you have to wear them all day while you're at the park?
2: That's true. You have no fast passes, so right, unless you use them as like a credit card.
1: Yeah, which hopefully they won't have that ability.
2: You know what's funny? I use Sam. I, I've been using Samsung Pay now through my my Samsung Watch, right? And so I feel it's it's almost like I'm paying with a Magic Band, even though I'm not.
1: Oh, that's pretty funny.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty fun.
1: You know, I've never really linked my credit card to my Magic Bands. Really? Only because, yeah, I've never done it only because I like to, well, A, a lot of times I'll have, like, cash. And B, I, you know, fear that the decision-making will become um, looser for me if I'm like, oh, look, boop, boop, I bought it. You yeah, know it's, I mean? it's
2: entirely too easy. Right. Which so, I believe was part of the, which I believe was definitely part of it. Like the, right. the reasoning behind that.
1: But this time, I guess I will be doing it just to keep things contactless.
2: oh little puppy uh, popping into frame right now. Right? Tasmaniac Kessler uh, making his presence known. My dog. Uh, who have you ever want to see him? Just follow me on Instagram because that's pretty much all my Instagram is now with pictures of this dog. It's cool. this dog and Disney. So white dragon PN on, uh, on, on uh, Instagram. Uh, all right. So... Um, yeah, I think I think that covers just about everything. Now, do you have any other parks that you are going to in the near future? So I am not going to anything this week, but next week I have a few reservations. I have a ma- I have another Magic Kingdom day, which I I think I might want to change to see if I can reschedule to an Animal Kingdom day. Okay, uh, just because you know, <coughs> kind of been there, done that. And um I have an Epcot and a Hollywood Studios reservation coming up in the future. I'm really curious about the uh Hollywood Studios one. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be an uh an informational trip for me for sure. Research purposes and whatnot. All right. Well um without any further ado then uh, that's gonna do it for two minute of the mass this week folks thank you so much for coming and joining us today ever bearing with us when we take a break from the world tour I know you guys have really been loving the world tour we're back to it next week we're crossing into the land of adventure we're gonna be talking pirates we're gonna be talking tiki birds jungle cruises flying carpets citrus swirls and yeah some dole whips as well uh, but you know uh, folks if in the meantime you want to check Pete out over at his great comic book store Rogue Comics reopened now in Cranford New Jersey At 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to RogueComics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Also, folks, if you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, or Universal Orlando Resort here in Orlando, Florida, check out Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. The guy has planned over 2,000 Disney trips. He can do so for you, and you don't pay a dime for the service. If you're renting a crib or stroller, please check out our friends over at Kingdom Strollers, who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and bring it right to your Walt Disney World Resort. And for me, folks, uh, please just check out my books, Ross and Annie series, uh, Witches of the Birth of the Dark Angel, all available on Amazon.com. If, you are interest, if you're a pro wrestling fan and you want to see, uh, you know, what I do when I perform as a pro wrestler, check out UWAElite.com, uh, where you can get a link to the UWA Elite Network. Uh, that, that is... Uh, All of the UWA Elite shows that I performed on, and uh, you'll be able to see it all for just $6.99 a month. I believe there's also a free trial. And, of course, folks, that Morty Monster YouTube channel, 100% free, 100% there for you. Uh, And you get a nice inside look at the parks. We just did a whole series on returning to the Magic Kingdom. So check it out. Cannot wait to bring you more of that kind of stuff. And, you know, that does it for us this week. Pete, any closing words?
1: I'm, I'm very excited about restarting the tour next week.
2: Yes, me too.
1: I needed a week off for Absolutely. the
2: beat. Absolutely. So,
1: yeah, uh,
2: all right, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men
0: and the Mouse. So there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day, there's a great, beautiful tomorrow, just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the
1: handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.